Hello and welcome back to The Show Show, the show about shows. I'm one of your hosts, Dirt. I'm Cam. And today on the show we are dipping our toes back into current media with the HBO phenomenon, Euphoria, in its second season that just finished airing and thank God. <laughs> That's how you started it off? It, yeah, that, that's that's how I'm starting it off, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's reasonable. Um, I had a lot of problems with this season. I'm just not gonna lie to you. Yeah, definitely a downgrade from season one for sure. Yeah, it's like a, we got Euphoria at home. You know, I think so yeah, I think it was like a, yeah. I, there were definitely episodes where I felt like it was a cheap parody of itself. One in particular, I'm sure we'll get to. Oh God, um, but. Definitely not my favorite season of television. Yeah, it just we started off started off with a lot of promise. Oh yeah, for sure. The first episode was great. I thought, sadly, the yeah. I, I would say the first episode and the seventh episode, like the two best episodes, but which sucks because they were only good ones. Yeah, that I would agree with that. Those are the only two I really, really found myself enjoying. Um, yeah, I felt like the show, to kind of tag off what you said, was, you know, like a parody of itself, or it felt like it became what everybody said it would be. Yeah. Or said it was in the mm-hmm. first season. Um, and, like, even things that, like, the cast have said in, you know, interviews they've done since the season, you know, film, they, it just seems like the producers and the writers were pushing for more nudity. Right. More trauma-inducing activities. Just like... I would say the writer, one writer in particular, the director of the show. Oh, yeah? Our old pal, Sam. Yeah, Sam Levinson, who was the, like I said, the writer, director, and one of the um, executive producers on the show, along with Zendaya, to be fair. And Drake. Drake is like an executive producer. He's not really in the production. Um, but yeah, um, kind of your brain trust, if you will. Yeah, not a whole lot of uh, brain cells. If this is what I we, mean, what I don't. Got. I think Sam had a lot more. Uh, oh yeah, than, creative control than um, than Zendaya. Yes, yeah, yeah. I would never, never tarnish her good name unless um, she, you know, started doing NFTs or something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, I think the the first episode was a good place to start, which. I mean, yeah, so basically it all takes place at a New Year's Eve party, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, Rue is there, Fez is there, obviously meeting up with Rue and presumably other people, and, you know, thus kicks off what ends up being just a horrible character addition in... Elliot. <laughs> no, well, it wasn't about, well, I mean, if we, if we, if we, we can start with Rue. Yeah, so. Her storyline throughout the season. Um, She relapses. Wow. Who would have guessed? Big surprise. Um, After she comes back and rehab has really not helped, rehab and the NA meetings haven't helped her at all. Big surprise. Um, She does, she, she starts with heroin, right? I think so. Yeah. Nasty work. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she uh, she starts off with heroin 
and then works her way back into our good friend Fentanyl. Yes, that's a little later though. Yeah. But, um, she kind of meets Elliot as they're both doing heroin and coke at the same time. Yeah, a little speedball action. Jesus Christ. Um, trying to go out Chris Farley style, it seems. Her heart stops. Yeah. Which was a very dramatic scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like, a, you know, when you take a strong upper and a strong downer at the same time, it uh, tends to uh, completely flatline you. Mm-hmm. So. Unfortunately. Yeah, the party kind of culminates with um, Fez and Nate. Fez meets up with Nate. Everything seems like it's going well. Hunky dory. Uh, Fez hits him with a haymaker. <laughs> Brought it all the way down from Mississippi. And yeah, it's like that Marge Simpson meme. Yeah. <laughs> Batter up and socks the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. And then proceeds to give him an ass whooping that yep. Nate is on. the mud hole in him and walked it dry, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, that's the end of the episode. But yeah. a cool nugget in the episode was that Fez and Lexi inexplicably become intertwined. Which yeah. becomes a theme throughout yeah. the whole season. Probably one of the good, few good, like, few yeah, a few real interesting plot points. Um, we do start the, my least favorite plot point of the episode of the season in this episode with oh, um, the Nate Cassie Maddie love triangle, uh. which dominates the season. I mean, it's pretty much the main, the, like the focal uh, character thing throughout this season, which is. You know, that's never good. <laughs> yeah, it stinks. Um, yeah, and, well, I mean, you could call it a love rectangle because, you know, there's also Nate's love for his dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess you could say that. Yeah. In the weirdest Oedipus complex We got way, we got way too much cow this season. Damn near a whole cow episode. We we got a cow arc, which is bad. That's enough. nasty. But, yeah, we got... Oh, my God. So, season... Season two, episode three might might be one of my least favorite things they've ever done. Mm. Not because of like the story or really anything about the episode. It was the fact that they start the episode twenty minutes into Cal's backstory, basically mm. a whole third of it. And I mean, one thing I will say, it's well shot. It looks nice. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a well. Creative, I mean, mechanically. Not, mechanically speaking, technically speaking, it is a it is a very good show to look at. Yes, they they should they should be applauded for the cinematography. Yes, however, <laughs> <laughs> they get twenty minutes into the episode with Cal's backstory, and you know this is all well and good; it's compelling, you know. Mm-hmm. And then they flash the title card out of absolutely fucking nowhere. And want to pass it off as a cold open? Mm-hmm. No. You did that a lot this season. Yeah, some bullshit. <laughs> you can't cold open a third of the way through the whole episode. I'm trying to remember season one. Season one, I don't think this show has ever had like an opening sequence or anything like that. No, I don't think so it's either. It's always been cold opens, but they weren't 20 minutes into the episode like they were on this, this season. No, and like a- another thing that bugged me production-wise was... um. So in the first season, this labyrinth 
artist who mm-hmm. I, I'm not trying to take a dig at their music or them personally, but I feel like we got kind of uh, saturated with uh, like, with with I, their I, content. I actually like his music. Yeah, but like it was in like every episode, and they found a new well, song. He, he makes the he makes the the score. He scores the show. Oh, ah, that <laughs> that's so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a conflict of interest, you sir. With you with us? Uh, I am. I don't. No, the music that you're hearing is the original, like the score he created for the show. Ugh. Original, it's original music. You just didn't like it. Well, like I feel like we got other artist songs a lot more in the first season than. The really? Labyrinth. Think so? Yeah. Like, the big one that, like, took off was the one in the second episode of the first season, and I can't remember what it was, but it, like, became a TikTok thing. Mm. And... A hundred get song kind of, kind of did in this one. Uh, yeah, yeah. A little bit. But, I mean, they were already kind of a burgeoning yeah, yeah. group. But, anyway, uh, shout out to them. But, uh, yeah, I just... I don't know. I felt like... With, I felt like with that first season, I didn't notice that music as much. Like it came on like twice, right? Like I think it I came. I think on... I remember hearing. They play a lot of older music this season. I think that played into it too. That too. Yeah. That too. They like. I remember hearing Yeet. Yeet. I... No Yeet. The rapper Yeet. Oh. The, okay. Where, like. That song I really was turned, but here's a bell. That dude. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, um, and they uh, they played like some old like some old club jams too at some of the parties. Which people people complained about that too. Funny. Well, yeah, it's like this is music from when you all weren't even alive. Canonic, I mean, canonically, but kids do that though. Yeah, to an extent. People listen to older music. To an extent. And to me, like, I never saw that as a thing because, like, I never. I never felt restricted to listen to a certain music when it came out. Well, no, no, no. It's just that, like, Says you know... the person with an <laughs> outcast t-shirt Yeah, with the outcast t-shirt on. I don't know. It's just I feel like generally at a party full of teenagers... I thought they should have been playing some Baby King. They would have been playing <laughs> some Baby Tron. Pers- personally speaking... Baby Tron would have been crazy for you. Personal, well, I mean, the hu- fucking hundred gex. <laughs> um, yeah, they're nothing if not topical. But I, I think Ruth, like that's part of Ruth's character too. Speci- speaking specifically to the scenes that she was in, she always listens to the old music. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, old soul. Yeah, I was born in the wrong generation. Type beat. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so we got yeah the cow shit. Uh, Ugh. Yeah, let's talk more about the Maddie love triangle. Okay. With- with Nate Jacobs and Cassie, so which, which they which they ultimately used to try to make Nate a good person, or like just redeem Nate failed miserably. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, in the first episode, Cassie and Nate meet each other at a gas station. Uh, Cassie is on her way to the party. I don't think Nate initially intended to go to the no, party. No, I think Nate was just going to get get. Beers to drink and drive, which he did like seventeen times this season. Yeah, and like <laughs> s- sit in the basement or something. You know, brood in the corner. B- brood in the corner. Fucking, fucking Batman. Uh, <laughs> maybe not. Maybe Nate Jacobs is not Batman. Nate Jacobs is <laughs> fucking. I don't even know. I can't even. He's cartoonishly evil. 
yeah. this season. And last, and last uh, season. And so was Rue, to an extent. Um, so, I just saw this man's face sink when I brought that up. <laughs> we'll get to it oh, shortly. Man. But anyway, to you know, keep it on track, um, this eventually culminates in Cassie and Nate fucking in the bathroom at the party. And wouldn't you know it, they get interrupted by none other than Maddie, <laughs> who is recently broken up with yeah. Nate. As I think in the show they says three weeks. Yeah, because no. this this takes place kind of soon after the first season. Yeah, within like a, a month. month. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, basically. Um, Somehow Cassie is able to hide from Maddie <laughs> in the bathtub, which sure was anxiety-inducing and uncomfortable. They did a lot of, like, theatrics. Comedic, almost. She was almost like the comedic relief this season, Cassie. Yeah, like the uh, the play, the playful villain. Yeah, no, well, I mean, like, even if some of the stuff that happened to her, like, they, like, remember, like, in this episode, the girl pees and, like, throws the rag in the tub and hits her in the face. Oh! Fucking, um... They don't, like, when she dresses up as Maddie, like, it's... it's oh, like, yeah. You play for laughs type of thing. Um, I don't know. I I felt like this is... I, this is definitely not the same character that was in <laughs> season one. No, and, like, you know... I feel like a lot of people passed off the, uh, let's just call it what it is, character regression as like, you know, high schoolers are, you know, changing second to second. I don't think this no, drastic of a bad, shift. It's bad, it's bad writing. Yeah, <laughs> just call it like, what it is. It's like this shift in like character behavior is not, not normal. No. Like, even in real life. Not in a month span. Unless... To become a completely different person. Well, yeah, unless these people have, like, insane mental illness that is undiagnosed. Like, the only person I know in the show that's diagnosed with mental illness is Rue, and we're not even sure yeah. to, like, But, I mean, full I, extent. I'm, I'm not going to give them the benefit of the doubt. The season no. was written poorly. The characters were written poorly. Cassie being chief among them, and then Rue... Rue basically turned from like a an addict you could feel sorry for into fucking dick dastardly this season. <laughs> <laughs> fucking fucking wacky racist. No, episode five is the worst episode oh, I've no. ever seen of any television show. I'm, I'm stamping it right now. Ever, ever. of any show? Yes. Okay, let's let's get into it. So we start out with to, to give you a bit of backstory. Um, Rue's addiction has, has reached a level in, in the show where she's gaslighting her sister, lying to her mother, lying to her friends, um, lying to her sponsor. What we know... Publicly admonishing her sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> Not attending the NA meetings. Her personal relationships with her friends and girlfriend have deteriorated. Rue is at well, rock bottom. She is legitimately... Is Jules her girlfriend? For the sake of keeping the, the plot simple, I'm going to call her that. You know what? That, I think that's fair. Um, She's down bad. Oh, yeah. She is down. To make, But to make bad. matters worse, she 
for reasons that are never explained to me in the show, I'm, I'm going to assume it's just because she's an addict and she wants more drugs. She um, meets with a local female drug dealer, Laurie. Oh no, what did she do to get to that position, pal? Or am I, or am I thinking of the episode backwards here? You're thinking of it backwards. Um, okay. So I, I guess Rue wants, just wants more drugs. So, Which... Yeah. Leads her to Laurie, who we see in the first episode. Um, the former teacher, who is now a drug lord. Correct. Uh, first first episode, um, there's a sequence where Fez is, I think, I think they're going to like pick up, right, from Laurie? Is that what yeah, they're going yeah, over there? Yeah, okay. yeah. I guess and they're going to strip naked and shit. Re-up. Yeah. yeah, that was the worst part about the first episode, was that whole... It was a little uncomfortable. Because when, when they got to Ash, I was like... I don't know, man. Well, that I know, know it's HBO, but I don't know, man. Making rude like oh, Zendaya was not taking her clothes off. Come on now. No, but even then, like just what they were making her do was, it was no, it was it was it was, disturbing. Nasty, it was nasty work. Um, but anyway, to make a long story short, um, Rue is now tipped off to the fact that there are female drug dealers, something she has not seen before, or at least has not been privy to. So she meets with Laurie. Laurie is, Laurie is originally going to front her $50,000 worth of drugs, which... Of fucking Coke, wasn't it? No, it was all types of shit in there. It was, it was Coke, pills, Fent, everything. A lot of oh shit. Oh, my God. Um, anyway, she... Smart, Rue smartly bargains this down to $10,000. $10, um, Not a murderous amount, right. I guess. Hey, hey, we don't know. Um... And leaves with that with the drugs. So Laurie is under the impression that Rue is going to sell her drugs and pay her back with interest. And like the way that Rue explains her little concept, which it ultimately ends up being a lie, actually a pretty good idea. Like let's just call it what it is. Mm-hmm. With the whole like, oh, I'm gonna have a network of dealers who it's bullshit. Who it's complete bullshit? Oh yeah, complete bullshit. But like, if you <laughs> could get them all up on a cloud system and hold all their data. Ooh, yeah, very, very anyway, smart. Anyway, like I said, pie in the sky. It's all bullshit. Rue just wants to get high again. Um, this leads to her stashing the suitcase full of drugs in her home. Which again, I mean, I'm I'm criticizing the actions of a drug addict here, but not smart. Not not the not the brightest decision. She also um, runs into Ali. Yeah. On the way there. Mm-hmm. I don't. Who, yeah. Who this, she gets into it with? Yeah. This this is kind of like the the climax of the worst part of their relationship. Oh, easy. Um, yeah. After that, uh, Jules tells Rue's mom about the drugs. Tells her that she's relapsed. And, and Elliot. And yes, and the the Silver Spectre. <laughs> um, who I, I'm, I'm gonna say it right now. I don't think he was a real person. Oh, yeah. That's, that's your that's your big that's hot my, take. That's my theory. I think he was literally like, like a ghost. Maybe not a ghost, but like figment. Yeah, figment. Figment rules imagination. Oh no, he was a mirage. Uh, he didn't because if you remember, he doesn't interact with any of the other characters other, other than Jules and Rue. Okay. He um. He's literally like he's his entire point and purpose on the show is to draw a rift between Jules and Rue. That's true. He has no no motivations as a character. He has no development. Why why should I care about him? 
So you're saying he's just like a machination of Rouge drug abuse. You can go with that, yeah. Okay. I mean, I can kind of get behind that. It's wacky. Mm-hmm. It's really out of left field, and I don't think they landed it. But no, it they didn't land a lot. It, it's an ambitious idea. Broken legs and twisted ankles this season. They didn't land a lot, but um, snapped their toes off a little bit. Yeah, um, Rue is freaking out because the drugs are gone, which means that ten thousand dollars is gone. Flushed them the down payback. the fucking toilet. <laughs> They've been flushed down the toilet, and Rue's family has an intervention in which Rue. Beats the shit out of her mama <laughs> and her sister. And her sister God curses him out, curses Jules out. Does she even say anything to Elliot? That's a good point. I don't remember. See, yeah, further, further. I think she called him a fucking snitch. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that could have been like directed at Jules. Right, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, it's very true. Um, this leads to, like I said, just the worst. Season television I've ever seen. Rue basically is Roadrunner. Rest of this episode. Runner from, <laughs> from Wiley Coyote. There is a point where before she goes to rob someone to pay off this $10,000 debt, she turns around and winks at the camera. I wanted to throw the remote through the TV when I saw it. I was so mad. I mean, I can understand that. It's terrible. And it runs out into traffic like Frogger. Like, what is this show? Like at, at that point, I was really asking myself, like, what am I watching? What is, what is this show? Well, they were trying to do the Seinfeld thing where, like, George was running with the Frogger machine. Or, and it was actually Frogger. Just because it's like, am I... Okay, so you give me 20 minutes of fucking hard-hitting, harrowing, sad dialogue about a daughter's relationship with her mom deteriorating and her sister deteriorating and her friends going to shit. Very serious. None of it is played for laughs at all. None of it is played no. for humor. And the rest of the episodes, oh boy, how's Rue's gonna how's Rue gonna get out of this one? <laughs> how's that how's that dastardly whippersnapper gonna figure their way out of this one? She's crunch? gonna need some moxie. Like what, what the fuck are we watching? Some chuts, bud. What the fuck are we watching? Some bull. What are we Clearly. Watching? What are we watching? The show is That was to me when they lost the plot. Figurative figuratively and literally they lost the plot. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Um, in the episode before that, um, they were kind of losing me a little bit. Like, I feel like Nate is almost like too evil, too evil, yeah, like no, without is. much of a reason. He is, which he is. like that's not he to does say some shit this season. Now he did bad shit last season, absolutely. But oh this, yeah, this season he does some shit that's like didn't have any real reason. No, no, I mean like it's beyond the the normal like. He he has to be like burning right. He has to be like Sid from Toy Story, evil. <laughs> fucking burning ants with magnifying, like evil for the sake of being evil. Like he has no rebel without a cause. Right. Like, Loose no per Like that's my main gripe with this show. People don't act like this. People don't talk like this. People don't do these things. No, and they never did. The, the characters on this show are not written like humans. Like I, I know people can talk about like, oh, they're in unrealistic situations. Maybe like I, I, I think everything on this show to an extent is within the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's common, but there are like the show is grounded in reality. Everything that has happened on this show can happen. So, yeah. you know, I just just again the way they speak. 
the way the way all of that goes, I just it's not like real humans, <laughs> and it pisses me off. And that, I think that's what makes me so mad about the characterization of of everybody because they're all so one note. That Nate, that's exactly what I was about Nate, to say. Nate is the bad guy. Cassie's crazy. Rue is a drug addict. Maddie is insane. Yeah. It is is like the psycho ex. Cassie, I mean not Cat. Cat is um unsure of herself and has self-esteem issues. Uh Jules doesn't know Jules is confused about her identity. Uh am I missing anybody? Gia cries a lot. Oh my oh. god. <laughs> Literally a fucking drop of water falls out of the sink. Oh like just Gen- uh, breaking as, 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 I, as I cannot credit the person who said this on Twitter, but um, I do not have their name, unfortunately. But the gentleman referred to Gia as a generational crier, which is <laughs> very, very true statement. Whoever, very you are, true. I just want to give you your proper credit. But yeah, man, it's like it's not good. <laughs> like I don't, no. like, I don't know how much more I can say. It's not good. No, and you know, to kind of go back to what you were saying about every character being one note, it uh-huh. almost felt like they took the defining feature of like each character and just made that the character. Yeah. Which is bad because the thing that drew me to the show outside of like, you know, I wanted to see what Zendaya's first legitimate project was, was the fact that all the characters were you know, dynamic mm-hmm. and had a lot of depth. Yeah. Multiple, like onions, the yeah. whole show. Mm-hmm. Except for a few. Well, yeah, of course. I don't, but I mean, like, I don't, I'm not mad that they don't develop Gia because she's a tertiary character. Yeah, she's, she's there to react. She, yeah, she's not part of the main action. Right, right. But to do what they did to Cat this season is just. Well, we kind of... I know why. Like, know why. Yeah, I know why. Sam Levinson is an asshole, and, and uh, they butted heads during the filming process. But that's so petty and vindictive. Yeah. To like, literally, like, to sabotage the show, to, to... to Spite an actor. Yeah, right. That's unprofessional. Well, I mean, have you seen the show? <laughs> yeah. I heard, I've heard some things about Sam. Um, oh, no. Namely, the uh, I think he showed up without a shot list for one episode. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm actually I'm, I'm gonna look that up right now, so I'm not I'm not slandering this man. Not not capping. I know I heard this. So he just came in and just said, "Fuck it." We just we free balling. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to from Vulture. Shout out Vulture. Uh, and the writer is Yana Murray. Shout out Yana Murray from uh, from Vol- from Vulture dot com. Um, wow, that's that's fucking wild. Yeah, uh, when you told me about Cat's character arc being sabotaged, mm-hmm. I was just like, that kind of explains the whole there being eight episodes thing outside of the uh, Christmas specials mm-hmm. part of it. Like that could have been a whole separate thing for all we know. Oh wow! But what? says uh, Barbie Ferrer reportedly walked off set on at least two occasions, not including the time she twisted her ankle while filming the uh, hot tub scene. Ooh. Yeah. Fuck. Apparently they worked on the show for, according to this article, from uh, 15 to 17 hours a day. And Holy that was shit. the direct result of Sam coming to the set with a 
no shot list. We just with the, with the skim shot freestyling. list, if anything. Freestyling it. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Multi, multi-million dollar production. Um, takes a month to shoot each episode, I've heard. That's, that's where we are. That's, that's, pre- that's prestige television for you folks. Yes, that's uh, your premium cable subscription. Home box office. Dollars Home work. box office max. That's where your money's going. Yeah, it's just... Uh, there were so many things that left a bad taste in my mouth. Like them trying to make Cal, who is a child molester, a child Pedophile. rapist, yeah, into a sympathetic character. Yeah. Like, there is a difference to me between... You know, showing why the bad guy is bad. And trying to make you feel sorry for him. Yeah, like the him and Derek storyline. Yeah, that's sad. Mm -hmm. And I understand why, to an extent, why he would be trying to fuck other men. Yeah. It didn't land to me. Like, it was, I mean, it was, like, no. The backstory was great. That was the best part of the episode, I thought. One of the better parts of the season. Yeah, yeah. I would argue. But, but. <laughs> like I can see, I can see what they were trying to do, and it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't evoking the reaction out of me that I think they wanted to evoke. No, I think it was much more of a, uh, it was much more of a. Um, I don't feel sorry for this person. No, like I, I, I don't feel bad for pedophiles. Rapist, no rapists. No, I feel bad for murderers on occasion because, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, sometimes it was necessary evil in the situation. You never know. Yeah, but a child predator. No thanks. No, never. There, there's never an excuse for that. And fuck all of them, including it, you, listener, if you happen to be one. <laughs> Damn. No. Okay. Not to narrow our audience, but also, <laughs> fuck you. Why are you, how, are you how are you free? <laughs> Walking amongst us. Anyway, um, but yeah, like, I think one of the few bright spots of the season was developing Lexi, who was a secondary character yep. in the previous season, into a good primary character in a very unique way yeah i thought the play was good yeah as a thematic device they brought her up to (coughs) tier one status and like you know she was basically like the audience surrogate uh yeah even for a lot of this season she was i thought yeah and then we finally got to peel some layers back of her to see how she felt about yeah, it's being. Ama- that it's way. amazing how good this show can be when they develop the characters. Isn't that a novel concept? Very novel. Um, I, I mean, what what kind of show does that? I don't know, man. Well, premium, like you said, premium cable television. Amazing what your dollar gets you these days. <sighs> Anyhow. Um, Basically, the play is like the the apex of the season, I would say, right? Yeah. Kind of like the carnival episode from the first season. Yeah. Where kind of everything comes to a head. Definitely not as satisfying. No, not at all, because the whole season up to the point hadn't been satisfying. Yeah. So, effectively what they do is 
the Fez and Lexi relationship was touched upon very tastefully throughout the season. Works really well because of that. Then it's the night of the play. Fez has reserved a seat. Well, unfortunately, one of his boys comes by with a wire on. Yeah. And uh, they have to, to own up to rat his ass out for killing Mouse. Yeah, because if you remember in season one, um, Mouse almost kills Rue. Almost kills Rue. Almost kills Fez. That too. Um, and Ashtray, who has the highest body count of the show. Easy. Easily. That's uh, his first kill. Kills Mouse. His <laughs> first kill. Um, so yeah, Mouse is, uh, Mouse's associate knows that they killed Mouse. And uh, comes into the front, comes into the house with a uh, very obvious wire. Um, not even a wire. He literally like puts his cell phone. Like a, a wire would have been more believable. Face down on the table. Face down on the table. Random ass cell phone. Face down on the table. It's like that fucking meme with Drewski where he's like, "Y'all know twelve out here." <laughs> puts the fucking badge back in his, his shirt. <laughs> Sam Levinson, I hate you. I hate you with all my heart, bro. I hope you stub your toe and walk on a pile of Legos, bro. I hate you so much. Anyway. <coughs> um, and then slip and fall on some diarrhea. There you go. Um, yeah. So that leads to Fesco not being able to make the play because, surprise, surprise, the man who initiated the police showing up, the police show up. 12 is in. 12 is in there. 12, 12 is, in fact, out here. Um, that leads to because Ashtray has there was a again, police presence. Yes, there was a police presence. Chris Paul's trying to hurt me. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Ashtray has killed the uh, Mouse's co-conspirator, which has further alerted the police to there being something amiss. Ashtray then says uh, he, he bas- doesn't say anything. Actually, he goes to just. Get a fucking Call of Duty loadout. Uh, he comes out with a shotgun, a machine gun, a couple. He had a couple pistols. Yeah, so he he was stocked up. He was yeah, he was sticked up. Fucking um, Fez is like, no, no, Ash, Ash, come on, Ash, come on, Ash. I'm gonna surrender for you, bro. I'm gonna take the fall. Get out of there. To surrender. Which, <laughs> to which Ash does not do. That does the exact opposite. Does the exact opposite. Kills a cop. And shoots Fez. That's right. In the, like, yeah, shot Fez in, in the, the left kidney. Shot Fez in the stomach while he's hiding. So just to paint a picture for you, Ashtray is in, a, is in a closed bathroom at the end of a hallway. The police are entering the hallway from the far end. The far end of the hallway, directly parallel to the bathroom. The bathtub that Ashtray is laying in is perpendicular to the door. If you shoot directly at the door, you cannot hit the bathtub. There, there is very little chance you're able to hit the bathtub with a bullet. In the Conversely, place. there is very little chance that Ashtray can shoot around the door. Correct. <laughs> so we're already dealing with impossible levels of physics here. Meanwhile, Ashtray, I mean, Fez is in the middle. Begging Ash to fucking surrender. And it's just, it's still clearly not working. Fez gets shot in the stomach by Ashtray accidentally, like you said. That is to clearly take him out of the line of fire of the bullets that are being shot into Thank the God. tub. 
not not a not obvious at all there, old Sam. Mother, I mean, what <laughs> I think Ash is a smart kid. I, I think he's got incredible talent. No, I don't. And, no. and foresight. That's that. That's like that fucking movie with James McAvoy where they can bend the bullet. Uh, <laughs> fucking, you know what I'm talking about? Listen, they did it with John F. Kennedy. Why? The- <laughs> all right, all right. Peel, peel this cat back. All right, all right. <laughs> Drop the top, Jackie. Flex a little. Flex a little. Um, long story short, uh, Ash Trick is cooked. Uh, but he kills a cop. He does kill one cop. Shot one like through the chest. Shoulder, and yeah. Yeah. Just blasted his spine out. It was incredible. Yeah, he, he gets shot in the head off screen. Uh, basically goes out like Cleo and set it off. Kind of all thought that would happen. I don't know why he just stood there with that fucking red dot pointing at him. Yeah. I mean, what else was he going to do? Like, bro, he, I he, thought- he was going to get blasted in anyway. It wasn't gonna. It wasn't gonna end well. I think had he not killed that cop, maybe not. But they were. All, it, it, I, it was they one were of those shooting at him. I think. I think. Yeah, yeah. but it was one of those. Uh, you know, we're gonna take one from you because you took one from us. Yeah. But yeah, so basically, the play is the show. Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah. Basically, a pretty pretty much a recap intertwined with Lexi's backstory, and then. This leads to all of the tea in the school right. just pouring into the halls which, like a flood. Which itself leads to because you see Lexi's telling everyone's business, specifically Cassie, specifically her sisters, Cassie, who freaks out, disrupts the play, leads to a disrupts is an understatement, <laughs> a battle royal on the stage with her with their mom. Cassie basically cuts a promo. Yeah. Like, <laughs> If I'm gonna be the villain, <laughs> I'm like, come on now, like this Sunday in Survivor Series. <laughs> Again, that's my that's my question of the day. What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we really doing? Well, they're going to SummerSlam. Clearly, I, I, <laughs> taking man. it to SummerSlam and a hell in a cell match. Three stages of hell at this point. Um, it was fucking awful, man. It was bad. The whole the whole season to me was just like I like I said like big time do it. It, it was like the um, it, it was like everything people were saying negatively about the show. They yeah. just did that. Mm-hmm. Um, so to kind of give like a comparison to another show who had a controversial second season, we'll say was Friday Night Lights. So you know basically. For those uninitiated, um, there is a murder on this show about high school football <laughs> um, of an attempted rapist. They murder an attempted rapist. So, I mean, it, you could you could kill lesser people, I guess. You could kill, you know, more worthwhile people with less of a motive. Mm-hmm. Um, but they kill a rapist, and it, the whole season just kind of spirals out of control from there. Here's the difference to me. One, there was the Writers Guild strike, so we don't even know how they were yeah. intending. I'm not to even. Win that I'm not season. even gonna hold it against them if you had. Yeah, if you if you drop TV during a writers' strike, it don't count. Yeah, but like the other thing is like, I felt like it still made sense to the characters mm-hmm. to do what they were doing. Yeah, this like, this story is like I said, it's a, it's a completely different show. So do you think the uh, the wink, the notorious wink, was the uh, jump the, the jumping shark, the, jump shark the shark moment? moment. Um, 
I'm gonna say episode five as a whole is when they jumped the shark for me. Yeah. Just 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 everything everything from Rue arguing with her family and Jules and them to until the end. That last mm-hmm. forty minutes is just over the shark. Yeah. Um and then all while this is going on, Nate, who has been called gay, basically, mm-hmm. to the whole school. Which is not inaccurate, but you should never out somebody. As he says, that was really homophobic. That was real homophobic, bro. Um, but anyway, um, he confronts his father, threatens to kill him, but I think does something much worse and gives the, the Jules tape to the police. To the federal authorities, which means Cal is going to prison. He He's going to be gone for a long time. So will Fed. Maybe they'll go, maybe, maybe, maybe go to the same jail. Yeah, Fed's got to get out of the hospital first. Fucking show. I'm I I can't do anymore, bro. You don't you know, think you I think I'm done. You don't think you're coming back? No, I think not I'm going out. back to the well. Twenty twenty four. I won't. Be. Will you be? Will you watch twenty twenty four? Twenty twenty four, bro. Another. I think another factor is like I'm twenty five now. When the yeah, show premiered, I was twenty two. Yeah, I'm twenty seven. I'm, I'm too old for this shit. Yeah, that's so, that's 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 what we're gonna leave it at, y'all. We too yeah, old. We too old for this. We shit. too old for this stupidity. And I think many viewers would agree with that. Yeah. No, it got more popular. Well, it was the most tweeted about show because it turned so poorly. No, I think a lot of people. I think people enjoy car uh, crash TV for whatever reason. Car but, crash. But TV. anyway, we want to thank y'all for listening yeah. to this review of season two of Euphoria. Damn, I was hoping you would rhyme that off somehow. Anyway, um, yeah, you can follow the show at Double Show Pod yes. on Twitter dot com. You can follow us. For me, it's Dirt at Dirt Re- or at It's Dirt Reynolds. You can follow me and Nike's on my tweet. And if you want to give us a nice review or a bad review on Apple Podcasts and uh, Spotify, we'd really appreciate it. We accept all forms of criticism. Yes. Thank y'all. Yeah. Thank you. Have a great rest of y'all's day. <laughs>